0: Hello, you're listening to Wife on Earth with me, Celia Jesson. Today's episode is a gentle reflection on some household hobbies you can do, such as using household items as ink, doing your own little audio puppet shows, book reviews, and a little play with my cleaner, Mrs. Coyle, my husband, Fred, and centre part in Martin, saying a taxing role as man at the bank. We're also joined with a wonderful um, an endorsement uh, for a lovely bookshop which I really want to visit now. I've heard it described so eloquently by David Bramwell and we'll be hearing that later on in the show. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. Oh, welcome to our podcast. It's going to be such fun with talks, reviews and interviews and japes for everyone. Celia, what's going on? Oh, Fred, please stop your queries. I'm doing another episode of this, our second series. A second series, eh? What larks? Did we make any money? Oh, Fred, that's not how podcasts work. The very notion's funny. Listen Listen to to our our podcast podcast if if you're you're not indisposed. We We tried tried to to use the library, but it was was blooming closed. closed. Please excuse the sound of someone chopping wood outside. I think it's actually someone chopping wood. Now we've been looking around the house for things to make art out of that are just lying about and we've come up with a lovely thing where we can make our own ink using concentrated coffee granules and a little splash of water so just get a little teaspoon of coffee granules put it into a very small jug or vase or jar and then top it up with a little splash of water mix it in until the granules are dissolved and then you can use a twig dipped in to leave marks on your paper or even a dipping pen if you have one and you can draw with the coffee and it really does create very lovely effect, uh, sort of looks like a Victorian drawing room that's had the sun on it uh, for too long and everything has turned the colour of, of an old hessian sack. You're listening to Wife on Earth with me, Celia Jesson. Now, at this time of year, I was actually meant to be doing a puppet show in Scotland, which is terribly fun. You see, what happened was I saw a puppet show a couple of years ago and it looked like such jolly fun. I thought, well, how hard can it be? And I so I knocked up a couple of puppets and it's very hard. So I'm now going to attempt to do a little puppet show for you on air. You're going to have to imagine a puppet of Fred and some other little puppets in your mind. So I do hope you enjoy this experiment in audio puppet shows. The theme of the puppet show is what is a wife the show is called wife on earth as you know because i thought it'd be very interesting to do a whole show about the history of being a wife but actually it turns out the history of being a wife is terribly harrowing at best and so i've abandoned that idea completely and as you know the podcast is now uh, book reviews and recipes and chatting with reviewers and all sorts of nonsense so now i'm going to do my audio puppet show (laughs) now going to answer the question, what is a wife? Well, in England, of course, a wife is a person who crochets and says, yes, dear, occasionally in the middle of an anecdote. But that's not necessarily true of the rest of the world. After extensive research, watching a couple of old Turkish Delight adverts, I can now reveal that in some parts of the world, a man can have up to as many as four wives. I told my husband Fred this, and he made a joke about quadraphonic nagging, which I didn't really understand. Then he made a joke about having four mother-in-laws, which was silly because him and my mother have always got on very well indeed. Then he made a joke about four women trying to simultaneously parallel Park. Then, exhausted by all this jocularity, he fell asleep on the sofa with a colour supplement over his face. I'm not sure how I would feel about Fred having another three wives... What would it be like? Perhaps it would be something like this. Darling? Yes? No, not you. What is it, Fred? No, not you. Me? No, the other one. Oh, you mean me? Yes, blast it. Oh, why did I marry four women all called Celia? We We don't don't know. know. Anyway, what was it you wanted? Oh, bloody hell, I've forgotten now. Oh, dear. Silly old Fred. You'd forget your head if it wasn't screwed on. Stop ganging up on me, you lot. Ah, I've remembered what it is now. Have you seen my right angled bench vice are you talking to me no have you seen the right angle bench vise, celia too not me i've been in the garden pruning the rhododendrons. oh did you see mrs coyle over the fence is she back together with bernard well will you four stop gossiping i need to find my right angle bench vice before the wood glue sets retrace your steps Try and remember the last place you had it. Oh, that's a good idea. Where was the last place you had it, Fred? It'll be in the last place you look, because it always is, Fred. (laughs) Good one, Celia (laughs) 1. Thanks, Celia 2. Did you hear what Celia 1 said, Celia 3? Yes, I did. Very droll. Did you hear what she said, Celia 4? Yes, I did. Will you four keep quiet? I can't hear myself think. Well, perhaps. If you wanted peace and quiet, you should should have decided decided on a a polygamous polygamous lifestyle, lifestyle, Fred. Fred. Oh, I don't know, girls. It rather sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Fred. And that concludes my radio puppet show. You're listening to Celia Jessen on Wife on Earth, who is slowly going mad in the airing cupboard. How do you like your tea? That's the first question Bob Jackson asks everyone who visits Chapel Books in Saxmund and Suffolk. Two minutes later, he's back with it on a silver tray, biscuit at the side. With a hot brew in your hand, take your time. There's over 10,000 books, all lovingly shelved in what Bob calls organic disarray. Finish your tea? Found a few bargains? But where's Bob? Hmm, probably out the back. No, he can't hear you. See the petrol can and stick by the till? Go on, give it a good bash. Here he is, see? Chapel Books, The Street, Saxmund and Suffolk. The best second-hand bookshop on the planet. Not to be confused with chapel books of Chepstow Monmouthshire, their tea tastes like bat's piss. You're listening to Wife on Earth with me, Celia Jesson, and now it's time for my book review. Today I'm going to be looking at The Shrimp and the Anemone by L.P. Hartley. This really is a terrific read, and what I loved about it most is that L.P. Hartley really does get into what it is like to be a child. The drama, the horror. I remember I thought I killed Stephen Pascoe at school when my foam rubber ball got filled with water and thrown at his head and he banged it on the wall and had to go to hospital. Things are a big life and death drama when you're a child and this book captures that beautifully. The poor little boy at the centre of the story ends up having to make friends with an elderly lady which he's really not that mad keen on. And the description at the start of how the little boy tries to save the shrimp from being eaten by the anemone is utterly wonderful, incredibly vivid. I really recommend this book. I give this three starfish out of five. And now it's time for my second book review. I'm going to be reading to you from my dar. Tuesday. Fred has taken up ukulele. Wednesday. I have moved into the airing cupboard. Thursday. Did a yoga class on YouTube, though it can be hard to follow when your head is upside down and you can't see the screen. Friday. I've always fancied trying homeschooling. I have wild aspirations to become a primary school teacher, which is of course a nonsense. Me in a starched blouse and long skirt with my hair up, standing at a blackboard with a piece of chalk, talking nonsense about which train gets to Aberdeen first. Saturday. Knocked up a pie, 24 scones and a wholemeal farmhouse. Luckily, we have a good deal of supplies. There are still 2,000 tins of tomatoes under the stairs from the time Fred sneezed and startled me when I was doing the online shop. Unfortunately, Fred doesn't like whole meal, but I'll tell him it's not. I'll say it's just the light from the energy-saving light bulb. Sunday. Fred and I have noticed each other's little idiosyncrasies more keenly of late and have agreed on some compromises. From now on... Fred only smokes his pipe in the garden, and I keep the volume down when I'm listening to the archers. Fred puts the recycling out every other Tuesday, and I do all the cooking. Fred remembers to put the toilet seat down, and I don't talk to any men. Monday. Watched an online video of Russian Cossack dancers, an incredible mixture of army-like exercise, choreographed sword fighting, and break dancing. They have extremely muscular thighs. How to lie down. I am now learning Russian on Duolingo. So far I've worked out how to say that my aunt is not in the mafia and that that's not cocaine, it's aspirin. Spasiba. To conclude today's show, inspired by writers such as Raymond Chandler, Agatha Christie and June Craven, volunteer leader of the writing group at the Community Centre, a fictionalised mystery. Here is a play about the dangers of identity theft, very relevant, I think you'll agree, to modern day. I'll be playing the role of Celia, Fred will be a saying, the taxing role of Fred, Mrs Coyle will be the baddie. (laughs) Remember the banks, bailed out by the man in the street, but now once more affording massive bonuses? I remember that Mrs Clack queued for hours to get her money out, but it was all right in the end, she was already overdrawn. But this bit is about identity theft. It all came about when I saw our account was five pounds short. Could the bankers have anything to do with it, I thought? No, it's been years since they needed our money, and now we can all afford to pay them their enormous bonuses, so everything must be all right again. And frankly, they're worth every penny, because if it were me in charge of the country's finance, I'd have got us into a terrific scrape years ago. So even if they have taken out £5, it's probably for a good cause. Or perhaps they need a new pen on a chain. So I decided that I'd better call the bank right away, in case it's something I've done. Finally I got through to a man called Alan Peter, and I explained. Alan, we've had five pounds missing from our account. It went out on the third, and it's most mysterious. It's not a cheque or a card, it just has two lowercase letters, I's on the statement. I. I for Igloo, is that a thing? It's a direct debit. Meaning? It's set up to happen every month. No, how many pens do you need? Look. Do you really have no idea where your money has gone? Absolutely not. Then you might need to speak to my supervisor about identity theft. Might I? You mean that somewhere someone's got my identity? That someone's pretending to be me? Someone who's taken my five pounds? But you won't get far. I'm wearing our only good pair of outdoor shoes. I can picture her now. Hello. I'm Celia. What's our pin number again? You. I want my identity back. Fred doesn't know how to work the hot wash and he's waiting for me to call him in from the shed for a stretch of his legs. I'll think about it. Oh, Alan, I can't bear it. What shall I do? Hello, are you there? I've just been speaking to my supervisor. Oh. Let's start by checking who you are. Celia, Celia Jesson. I'm the right one. What's password? Auntie Macassar. And are you married? Yes, I'm married. Happily and sensibly to Fred. Fred, Fred. I wish you were here now. Oh, Fred. Fred and I have such a ho-hum life, and I thought that's how we like it. But he's far away. What if he's found a fancy woman and is planning on buying her a £50 set of stays, payable in ten monthly instalments? I worked it out, you see. I would hardly blame him. I can't begin to understand the notion of plate tectonics, and we had crumbled twice last week. No, I'm being silly. Fred is my hero, my rock, can I just say, at this point. Fred wrote this bit, sorry. Thank you. Eventually we'd bump into my identity thief. And you'd unmask her, Fred, once and for all. I can picture it now. I recognise those gloves. Fred would cry. Who are you? I'm with the real Celia. That's me. The real Celia with the same gloves. I don't understand. Careful, Fred, she's very good. Not good enough. Really? Look over there. Where? Oh, Fred, now she's jumped right next to me and you won't be able to tell which is which. She's lying. She's the identity thief! Kill her! Not so fast. If you are the real Celia, perhaps you'd answer one or two questions. Gladly. Who is the star of the 2001 film The Fast and the Furious? Dennis Price. Hmm, that is what the real Celia would think. But then again, her identity thief would know that. Question two. What is your greatest fear? Accidentally turning up at Ascot in a strapless top and being executed. Gosh, she is good. And my last question is, do you love me, Celia? Oh, I never say I love you. It puts them off. Yes, yes, I do, Fred. I do love you. I love you with all my heart. And then the bank person said they couldn't trace the five pounds. And then it turned out that Fred had taken out I I. Insurance, insurance. Bells and braces, old girl. Oh, Fred. And the moral of our play is, if you have a joint bank account, check it first to the person you hold it with before querying. Outgoing. You have been listening to Wife on Earth. Today's episode was written by Joseph Nixon and Joanna Neary, with music by Head Love and Pad McLean. The endorsement was written and performed by David Branwell, and the play was performed by Pad McLean, Julia Claflin Snedden, and Alice kerr This is a Wife on Earth production for Cosmic Shambles Network. If you'd like to join in with our show, please feel free to email us with any questions. We'd we'll be delighted to answer them. Or send us your own recorded endorsement, and we'll get part and Martin to add it to music. Oh, goodbye.